Today is Palm Sunday, and I want to spend a few minutes on that, just a few moments, just in preparation for, for the celebration that is the resurrection. And yeah, on the calendar it says Easter and, and all that sort of thing, and uh, you know, all kind of different stories about how we get the name Easter and all that, but I, don't, I just really don't try to dwell in that. I just want to know what the Bible says about it. Because what we have is the Word of God. God has said it. God has spoken. Uh, everything we see, God spoke into existence. And then we have His written Word, which is the Bible. It, it, it's the Word of God from beginning to end. I don't get to pick and choose. And then we've got the living Word, which is Jesus. And so today, we're sort of stepping aside from our sort of progression through the Old Testament. And we would we would normally be in 2 Samuel this morning. And, and I'd be sharing with you about... Um, Rehoboam, David, and his restoration to the throne after Absalom's uh, rebellion and all that sort of thing. But but we're going to step aside from the progression through Scripture right now and just, just really focus on Jesus uh, this morning and the preparation for for what I believe is, is the dividing line of all history. Uh, you know, Jesus is that uh, BCAD event, right? And so as we celebrate the resurrection next Sunday, there's a lot of lead up to it. So I just want you to kind of get that in your mind right now as we as we start to uh, work into Luke a minute. So pray with me as we begin, and I'll, I'll share some, some lead up. God, thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for, for all of the acknowledgement, God, that we get to come together and, and celebrate um, the greatest gift that's ever been given, that, God, you have given to us redemption, salvation, regeneration. and There's only one means of salvation, God, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus. And, God, you've gifted that to us. So, God, as we look at this week leading up to the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, and God just acknowledged the fact that, that you loved us that much, God, that you loved us before, before we were. And God, that you have given us this salvation. And so God, we want to celebrate that today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so so Palm Sunday, it's uh, an interesting little uh, acknowledgement of events. Uh, as I preached through, a couple years ago, I preached through the Gospel of John. And, and I remember making a big deal out of the fact that when you get John 1 through John 10, you've got the first three years of Jesus's ministry then beyond John 10 you've got the last week of Jesus's ministry so so you've got three years in 10 chapters and then you got uh the last week in the last 10 chapters or so and so so the last week these are the this is the momentous week of Jesus's ministry in life and and it starts out with what is called the triumphant or triumphal entry you know, Jesus came riding in on the, a donkey, the foal, the colt of a donkey. And, and that was part of the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 9, which said, Your king will come riding on a donkey. And the donkey was, rather than this great white horse steed, whatever, like we see in Revelation, what you see in the donkey is this, this peaceful arrival, that, that your king will bring peace. And that was the whole picture of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem and, and the fact that the people, the, the masses in Jerusalem there celebrating the, the Passover festival and getting ready for it, uh, proclaimed him king. I mean, they were quoting from the prophets that, that Hosanna, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, knowing that they were acknowledging Jesus as this, this, this king. And, and yet we know, as, as Scott mentioned, just a few days later, uh, the same people that were screaming Hosanna were screaming crucify him. And so we see this, this, this all of this preparation that, that becomes fulfillment of prophecy, fulfillment of, of the story that must be told. And if you remember, as we make our way from Genesis to Revelation this year, the whole focus of Scripture is Jesus. Okay, we've got the promise, the, the foretold crushing of Satan's head all the way back in, in Genesis 3 after the fall. So you've got this, this sort of story arc of God's creation and, and, and the, 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 the culmination of Jesus' ministry in, in the, the, the crucifixion and, and burial and resurrection. And so, so this week's a big week. Now my question, what are you going to do different? Okay. What are you going to do to make this week just the celebration of Jesus that it's supposed to be? See, that's the challenge that I think we all have. Not to just, this is not just like any other week, y'all. Yes, we get one every year, but there's 52 weeks in a year, and this week is the week that we set aside to specifically name it the celebration of Christ's resurrection. Now, guess what? As Christians, we celebrate the resurrection every day. Monday through Sunday, Sunday through Saturday, however you line your week up. But, but we celebrate it every day. So I wanted to share a few things with you this morning. Uh, uh, I think the first memory that I've ever had was playing in the creek when I was about three years old at the Harris plant, which was a mill village in Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, I took my little friend who lived about three or four doors up, and, and we would go play in the creek, and, and we would poke at, at, at creatures in the creek. And, and I remember playing in that creek, and I remember that, that there were parts of that creek didn't smell right. I don't know what it was. But when I, when this week, when I was looking at this and I was thinking, remember, remember your childhood, Bobby. Remember, I, uh, the next just really strong memory I had was, was the day that I, I intentionally scared my sister uh, half to, I had this, this, this box that I had made into a fort, right, and I cut me a little door in it, and and my sister, I, I saw her through the hole in the box. And she might be watching this morning. Fortunately, she was too young to remember this, I think. But anyway. And I remember seeing her coming up the ditch where my box and my fort was. And she was coming up to knock on the door to, to tell me it was time to come home to dinner. Mom had sent her. So just as she got to the door to knock on the door, I swung the door and went, Ha! And scared my poor little sister. She probably was about four or five years old, right? I, I remember doing that. I remember in that same house that we lived in, my dad had a, a Volkswagen Beetle, and my dad was a postal delivery. He he carried the mail. Carl, there you go. My dad carried the mail, and, and, and they used to give them back then before you could get it on your key ring. They used to give mail carriers this stuff you could spray on dogs. And I remember spraying it on the dash of my dad's Volkswagen and then rubbing my mouth on it. 
That's not a pleasant memory. Right? So I want you to take just a minute and think back. Recall some of your memories, good ones or bad ones. You know, playing in the creek was a fond memory for me because I loved being outdoors. Scaring my sister, I'm not as, don't relish that as much as I used to, but I remember it, right? There, there are things I remember. Can, can, can I remember the day that I stood at the front of, of First Baptist Church, Buford, Georgia, and, and Angie came through the door back there in her wedding dress, and, 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 and I just remember just, man, I was smiling, ooh-wee. Right? I mean, I'm just standing there. And that was one of those memories that I recall that I'm just like, that, that was one of those monumental days in my life. I, I remember when Eli was born. I, I remember that it, 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 it was a long day, but it was longer for her than me. Right? I remember. I remember my mom, and this is, this is where I'm going to stop all the memory stuff because I want us to get to, to what we're looking at today. I remember uh, my mom and dad had this big old antique bed that they restored. And, and it, was, it was high up off the ground, and I was a little guy. And I remember crawling up on that bed, my mama walking me through Romans and John and, and sharing with me the Bible. And, and sharing with me the gospel and, 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 and salvation. And I remember praying on that bed that God would forgive me and save me. I remember getting baptized at Cali Self Memorial Baptist Church. And, and there again, we had a baptistry back there like that. And it was, it was pretty good and deep. And they didn't have heaters on them back then. And and so I remember it was in September, and I was I was stepping down into the water. It may have been October, anyway. As I was stepping down into the water, the water was cold, and I and I remember going, <gasps> and and from there it just echoed. But there was a, a concrete block for short people like me to stand on, and I remember those those are things that I recall. I what is how how do I mem remember it? Uh, what is it in my brain that, that if you listen to science, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do, right? Um, it's just the, the, the right coordination of synapses uh, firing that allow me to have a memory, right? Or is my memory some, some compilation of, of what God has poured into us, right? of the spirit, and, and, and yes, it's a combination of, of my mind and my heart and my spirit and my soul and, and all of that coming together to say these are the things that have made you who you are. These are the things that make Bobby Bobby. And I look back over my life today, you know, and I go, huh, wow, you know. Uh, uh, my dad called me Friday. My dad's 83, and his memory's not as good as it once was, right? So he called me, and, and uh, he was asking me how we were doing, and some things are going on that uh, will be happening over the next few weeks. And I was like, no, that's not till next week, Dad. He went, oh. See, he, he was remembering something that wasn't, it wasn't right. 
okay? So, uh, we're going to be in, in Luke chapter 22 for a few moments, okay? I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to go real in-depth. Here's what I want you to realize before I read the text. Um, we have this problem of separation from God. It's called sin. Uh, it came about at the fall, the relationship. The oneness with God was broken. And yet God went from that, that very beginning to establish a means of redemption. I took a class, an eight-week class in Bible college called The Progress of Redemption. We read from Genesis all the way to Revelation in eight weeks. Boom, man, it was like blasting through the Bible. Uh, but I'll tell you, that class is what's allowed me to, anything I read in the Bible, I know where it falls in that story arc. And that's what I've been sharing with you every Sunday. We've got the creation, we've got the fall, we've got sin and sin rampant, we've got the couple, we've got the covenant, right? We've got the family, we've got the people, we've got the nation, we've got the king, which, which is prophesied to about the king of kings, the one that would always be on the throne. Then we've got Jesus, and then we've got redemption. We've got Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. We've got salvation. And then ultimately we'll see glorification with God. That is the story arc from beginning to end. Everything you read in the Bible fits somewhere in that story. Right? When I think about my life, I think, man, look at, at, at this, this arc of, of the memories that God's giving. And some of them are disappearing, I admit. Some memories are, are just... They're gone now. Uh, my sister, I'll be at home, and they'll say, well, you remember such and such? And I go, no, I don't remember it, right? What happens? Well, I don't know. The grayer my hair gets, the less my head will hold. I don't know. But we, we've got this problem of separation from God. God has given us the provision of salvation, redemption, Right? And, and then we've got this position where God set us apart unto himself, this position of sanctification. We become uh, his, we belong to him. So I want you to think about the disciples this morning. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 23, and this is how it reads. I think uh, it says, uh, and, they, and I don't, did you, uh, okay, I'm going to read it what I've got on my notes. Here you go. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. This is my body which is given for you. No, and he took bread. I'm sorry, I jumped the line. He took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, 
But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, one of them, which one of them it could be who was going to do this. Wow, this, this, is, this is that moment. This, this is, right, so we know from the Gospel of John that Jesus and his disciples uh, celebrated, um, they, 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 they came together for Passover three times. This is the third time. That's one of the reasons we know Jesus' ministry was a three-year ministry uh, because he celebrated Passover three times with his disciples, okay? And, 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 and they're gathered in this upper room where preparation has been made. I mean, the whole, the whole uh, donkey entrance has taken place. There are a number of things that happen during this week leading up to Jesus' crucifixion. And celebrating the Passover is, is this monumental time in the life of, of the Hebrew people and, and, and Jewish families. And, and they would come together to celebrate the Passover as a family or family groupings. And Jesus is with his family. Right? He, he's with the twelve. These are his family members, and, and they've gathered in this upper room to celebrate the Lord's Supper together, and, and, and it's a, it, it, it is a, a memorial time. Why? Because they're looking back to the deliverance from Egypt. They're looking back to the ten plagues. They're, they're, they're remembering how, how God had given them the instruction of how to escape the death of the tenth plague. Right? And, and, and you kill the lamb and you put the, do, the blood over the doorpost and, and then the angel of death passes through and, and the people are spared that. And so that's the whole point. And, and, and I don't know if, you, uh, if you've ever been a part of a Passover Seder or that celebration, but, but there's a lot of memory into that. We, we did one here several years ago and, and, and they tell the story of the Exodus and the Passover and 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 they 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 re um member right they 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 go over it to remind them of all that God has done and so as they're gathered in that upper room and they walk their way through the Passover acknowledgement of what God's accomplished Jesus changes it Think about it. They as adult men have been doing this for years. And then Jesus all of a sudden changes the routine. Right? This is incredible, y'all. I, I, I don't think that we in modern day Western uh, uh, Christianity can understand the magnitude of what Jesus did right here. All of a sudden, he takes this cup and he says, here, divide this among yourselves. Because I'm not going to drink again until it, 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 it until the kingdom of God comes, right? So he passes this among them. He takes bread and he passes it among them. He starts to initiate something, right? He starts to 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 give them folks a new memory. See that? He starts to establish something that we remember today. Now, we weren't there for the Lord's Supper. But Jesus is doing something for his, 
his followers to say, don't forget what I've done for you. Don't forget what I'm doing for you. You really, and and I think I can say this, it's not in the text, but I will say this, I don't think they quite knew what was coming. You know, he's telling them he's going to die. I mean, he's already telling them, you know, I go and prepare a place for you. But he's creating for them that after the fact, they could remember what he did. Right? See, how, how, how do we remember? Okay, so... All right, if you're my age and older, how many of you have like a box of photographs at the house? All right. All right, if you're my age and younger, how many of you have got like a thousand on your phone? Yeah, see, you know, you might have both, but what you see, see, the point is, is that those are those are snapshots that that become memories, right? It becomes those things you look at it and you go, oh, I remember that day I remember what we did I remember how I felt you know there's even some distinction in memory where you look at that and you go I remember what I smelt you know that that's why I don't look at a lot of people's food pictures you know they like putting taking a picture of their dinner and putting it out there I can't smell it I don't want to see your picture you know, I can't taste it. Why don't I want to look at what you're having for dinner? Right? Right? Okay. So, so think about what Jesus is creating for us here. Okay? Paul says it over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He says, uh, he, he, he's really rebuking the Corinthian church because, because what Jesus established at the Passover and what we refer to as the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, the, the Corinthian church had made a mess of. They were getting together and getting drunk, and some people had plenty to eat, and some people had nothing to eat. And he says, look, y'all aren't doing this right. Then in verse 23, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you on the night when he was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So, whoever, so then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. So let a person examine himself in this way. Let him eat the bread and drink from the cup. So we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper today. I always battle with the wording to use here. Because the Lord's Supper is the remembrance, the commemoration. Remembering that Jesus died. So I, for as long as I can remember, we'll do the Lord's Supper on Palm Sunday. Now, Palm Sunday is the triumphal entry. But on Palm Sunday to celebrate Christ's death, which, folks, is essential. 
The resurrection we'll celebrate next week. And we'll shout loud. But today we remember that Jesus died in our place. Those of you who heard last week, remember? Um, Abigail stepped between her husband and judgment. Folks, today we recognize that Jesus took the punishment for our sin. Okay? I'm going to invite you to buy. We're going. We're doing it like we used to. We have these little pieces of bread. We have the cups. We're going to invite you to come to Jesus. Meaning, I'll ask you to line up down the side walls, take a piece of bread, take a cup, and go back to your seat. And then we'll all receive it together, okay? Uh, we're doing this at 8, 10, and 11.50. The ones in between are going to, because it's more crowded, they'll have the little cups with the wafer on the top, like that. But we're giving you the, the plates and all. and so. But all that's just the trappings of what we're doing. Okay? The thing that, that matters is remembering that Jesus died in your place. Okay? So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads quite simply just to acknowledge what God's done on your behalf. To pray. Examine yourself. Let God point out sin. Ask His forgiveness. Father, thank You that today we get to remember. God, we can read the account in the Bible and know, God, that that you did this incredible thing on our behalf. And we're not worthy. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But you loved us that much. And so God, as we step to this table, God, hear our hearts. God, I, I ask that, that you show me point out to me those things in my life that are unworthy, that are sinful. God, I ask your forgiveness that you'd forgive me for, for my offense. I thank you that it's the shed blood of Christ that, that allows me to be washed. So God, as we come before you this morning together as the body, as this worship community, Father, I just pray God that you would Grow us up in you that we might be the people you've called us to be. And God, we give you thanks for loving us this much. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to do, I'm going to ask y'all to get to the, if y'all line up on the walls and come on to the center and then go back to your seats down the center aisle and come and take a piece of the, piece of the bread and a cup of the juice.
indicating that you know Passover was a special time, but this one Jesus changed. And he said, I earnestly. Folks, I have to admit, you know, I grew up as a, I'm an imaginative child, even today. So I, I, I almost want to put myself at that table and hear Jesus say, I have, I have been looking forward to eating this meal with you. And being around the table with Jesus and the disciples and just thinking, wow. And Jesus handed them a cup and he said, here, divide this among yourselves. Then he broke the bread and passed it out among them. Different traditions do different things. And, and that's why we invite everybody. If you know Jesus, we invite everybody to participate in the Lord's Supper because if, if you know Christ, it's the memorial. It's remembering. Okay? Some say they dipped. This is not the dipping kind of bread. But they say they dipped it or, or however they did it. It's not the logistics. It's remembering and acknowledging what Christ has done. Okay? The bread. My bread which is given for you it says take and eat <clears throat> and every time you do this remember me and during the Passover there are a number of ceremonial times to drink and they would acknowledge different things that God had done through the Passover and they'd drink together as a family and as a group. And then, some believe it was the fourth opportunity to drink. I've read it somewhere. Point being, it's not when and it's not the timing it's the blood of Christ that's shed for us. Now, Jesus hadn't died yet. Jesus is still standing there. So the juice and the bread he's passing around is not physically his body or, or his blood. But he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Every time you do this, remember me. See, this morning, if you don't know Jesus, and I think I was watching the room, everybody got up, so. But if you have some question in your heart and mind as to whether or not you know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus this morning. This week will be so much more because we know Jesus, okay? Do some things differently this week that reminds you every day that Jesus died for us and that we're looking forward to Sunday when we celebrate the fact that the tomb was empty. All righty? Pray with me. Father, again, I thank you that you made provision for us. You accomplished what no one or, or nothing could accomplish. Only you. You loved us. You sent and gave your only begotten Son, Jesus, to die that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly.
And God, this week, we want to make that a, a, a celebration of our week. And we thank you and we praise you that today, God, we remember. Not that we were there, but we remember when we received salvation in Christ. We thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.